Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. So this week um, has been a curious week for, for me, and I had a dream that I wanted to, to share with you through the, the giving of this message, but uh, for all intents and purposes, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking through, to me through this dream, and His word to Vineyard Cleveland is that we are to get ready, that our vision has become too small. And we are to expand our vision and how we see God. Really, it's a reflection of how big is the God that we serve. And he's calling me, convicting me rather, in the dream. It wasn't a feel-good dream, as it were. But it was more like, come on, Eben, where are you? Are you present in this thing? And if you're present, how big do you think I am? In Jeremiah, we read, nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Nothing is too difficult. In Isaiah 49, 3-6, we find the prophet Isaiah doubting his calling and, and um, being discouraged in the task that's in front of him to do. And we've all, uh, granted, faced some moment or another like that, where we feel like we lack the resources to bring about the thing that God's put on our hearts to accomplish or to become. Well, I wanted to read this to you, Isaiah 49. If you're in that space this morning, we read this. The Lord said to me, he said to me, You are my servant Israel in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand and my reward is with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord and my God has been my strength. He says, God says, is it too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept? I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth." The Lord is saying to the prophet Isaiah, your vision is too small because Jesus, the God we serve, is a big, big God. And Isaiah is here saying, I'm discouraged in this thing. I feel like I'm not making any headway. And the Lord comes to Isaiah and says, I'll not only gather the tribes of Israel back to you to speak to them, I'll do you one better and I'll make you a light to the Gentiles as well so that the word of God goes to the ends of the earth. Isn't that just like God? Not just one blessing, all spiritual blessing. And so I feel like the word to Vineyard Cleveland this morning is in the most positive way. Your vision is too small. Get ready. Get ready. We're to encompass a broader vision than what we've been living in previous. God is getting ready to open the floodgates in some key areas at the church. I was talking with a friend of mine a couple Sundays ago. He said, you know, Eben, it's really funny. You used to do all of these evangelism efforts when you first came here. 
We were out in the streets. We were praying for people, doing, doing, doing. We keep numbers of how many people would come to faith. And I'm not knocking that. That's great. We saw a lot of amazing things happen. We saw miracles happen right before our eyes. We saw people throw down their drugs and turn to Jesus right there in Market Square Park. We saw transformation happen. Oh, how many did we get this time? We saw 200 people come to Jesus in one year. You know, pat on the back. My friend said to me, you know, we did so much evangelism and people left the church. But what I see now is that you're not doing hardly any evangelism. But God is drawing people to this community. God is purposing people to be here. It's him who's doing it. So the word is, get ready. Because he's getting ready to expand. Now, it doesn't mean more numbers of people. Please don't hear that this morning. But he is asking us to have a global vision for who Vineyard Cleveland is at the same time as having a local vision. And we'll see from the video later more details on that. So excited to share that with you. I wanted to share quickly how this broader vision is structured around the three main vision points at our church. Does anybody know what the vision statement is at our church? Do you know what you're a part of? Who we're called to be as a church community? Does any, it's not rhetorical. Shout it out. Does anyone know? That means I've done a terrible job at communicating. I'm so sorry. Vineyard Cleveland is a church community of Jesus followers who are bringing life to the city. Bringing life to the city. That's our vision, and it's structured around three major vision points. Outward-focused life, authentic community, and living presence. First, outward-focused life. I wanted to encourage you all because you are outward-focused people. It's inscribed into your DNA. God has uh, called you or purposed you to, to release your eyes from yourself and put them on your community to be a blessing to them. You are blessed to be a blessing. Do you know that's how you came in? That's how I came in. We're meant to live an outward-focused life, one that's not bent in on itself, but one that leans into being a blessing to other people, being Jesus' hands and feet to the community around us. And I wanted to remind you um, of who you are this morning, because that's what it took to bring you into the kingdom. If you say that Jesus is Lord, it took you taking your eyes off of yourself and your sin and putting that squarely on the cross of Jesus, the person of Jesus. He, he's bigger. You needed something. You and I needed something bigger than ourselves to save us from the mess that we were in. And we don't stop needing him. And so he takes our eyes and he lifts them off of, off of ourselves and places them squarely on the person of Jesus, the substitution the sacrifice that was made for our sins. And he says, it's by grace that you've been saved. Through no uh, merit or um, due diligence of your own, but strictly the gift of God given to you in the person of Jesus. You were called into outward-focused life from the very beginning. And I wanted to remind you this morning of who you are. Some of you may have forgotten but I sure don't. I remember, I know who you are, Vineyard Cleveland. 
I remember in the depths of, do you remember the COVID winter? Uh, don't bring it up. Don't talk about it. I know. Remember that? The dark COVID winter? I remember who you are, Vineyard Cleveland. I know who you are. You know what you did? You were part of a program that was called Farmers to Families. And you had two semi-trucks parked in that parking lot, which is why our parking lot is cracked and falling apart. For the sake of others, come on, I'll take it. And you had a, you had a freezer truck out there. And, and every week you showed up, and every week you coordinated with teachers with social workers, with nonprofit communities across the city to be part of a program on the continent that served over 12 million people, over 3.6 million boxes of fresh food, over 100 million pounds of food to families, over $115 million in total gift-in-kind revenue, and we were one of 150 church hubs, including Puerto Rico, throughout the duration of the Fresh Box Food Program that served over, get this, you did this, you did this, 12 million families collectively in the city of Cleveland. Do you, huh, do you know, do you know that this, this program was a program of the USDA, but that it, it, need, it was so massive that it needed an organization like World Vision to come and help support it, to, to, to at least get, get the word out. And so World Vision comes along, and World Vision partners with the USDA, and we get word of it, and we're like, oh, how can we be a blessing to our community? How can we do outward-focused life? And we just do it. We just do it. We just, like, partner with Bedford City Schools. We just do that. We just, we just partner with, um, uh, with, all, with 25 local nonprofits in the area. And when it's all said and done and the program's all over, we did it for two phases, I think. For two, we did two stretches <laughs> after the pallet jacks were put away and, and, the, um, and the mover, the, the what, what do you call those things that Tom drove around? What, what were those? The top loader. All, all those things were rented and, and, um, and, and put away after it was all said and done. World Vision came, remember now, 150 plus church hubs. And the, the chief strategist for, for World Vision came to Cleveland, Ohio on special assignment. Do you know what his special assignment was? Oh, you don't know this? You don't know this? His special, his special assignment was to find out how in the heck a church that wasn't a megachurch was serving the entire city of Cleveland. He couldn't understand it. You remember that? He couldn't understand. He flew in from Washington, D.C. because he said, of all of the 150 church hubs, we were the smallest. These are mega churches, thousands of people who go to their church every Sunday morning. And he was flabbergasted. He couldn't understand how we were doing this, doing so much in the city. That's who you are. It's not the number of people in the rooms, is it? But it's the size of the heart of the people who occupy those rooms. In Vineyard Cleveland, your heart is massive. 
And that's who you're called to be forever. Not just now, but in the past and in the future as well. That's who you are. Your heart beats for the city outside. And get ready. You know, I came up to our compassion pastor this morning, Mike, and I said, how many people did you see at Seeds of Hope Food Pantry yesterday? He said, we were here till 5.30. <laughs> we saw 58 families yesterday. That's a lot for Seeds of Hope, for where we are. That's a lot. Over 1,000 meals were served yesterday. Get ready. It's time to broaden our vision. And I want to remind you, that's who you are. Vineyard Cleveland, you are folks who lean outward to bless the city around you. In Mark 9, Jesus said this, If anyone wants to be the first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Bringing life to the city isn't about taking our city back for God. You hear a lot of that language today in kingdom theology. We're going to take back our city from the evil one. And, and there's a place, yeah, in prayer to, to um, tarry for the kingdom of God. But we rather don't uh, take back our city for God, but we bend low to wash the feet of our city. In loving service to Jesus, and I want to remind you, a short little wee woman once said, her name is Teresa, she said, small things done in great love will change the world. Dave Workman, who is a vineyard pastor in Vineyard, Cincinnati, for years, said this, servanthood will be the defining characteristic of people who are followers of Jesus. Let's be known as a church, as I remind you this morning, remind yourselves that you are part of a community who seeks to lean outward to bless the city around you. The second point is authentic community. Everybody just breathe. Just relax. Just relax. Authentic community means that you don't have to pretend to be somebody you're not here at Vineyard Cleveland. You really just don't. We've been saying before we move into ministry time recently that we're, we're out to normalize ministry time, that all of us are broken. You'll hear it later in the video, but all of us are broken, and that is the secret. That's how the kingdom of God is advanced. Isn't that crazy? You would think, perfect, holy God, he's going to use perfect, holy people. Nope. <laughs> never. The kingdom of God has never advanced through perfect people, not one. Isn't that crazy? Did you know why? Because they don't exist. Perfect people don't exist. We're all broken, and that's how Jesus chooses. That's so crazy to me. That's how Jesus chooses to advance the kingdom of God. Through ordinary, broken, authentic people. And if there's one thing that I want Vineyard Cleveland to be known for, is that we would be people who are transparent, that we would not be into playing church, but that we would be real with our flaws and our failures. And actually, those shortcomings would be seen as trophies to God's amazing grace on full display for a hurting world. That those very areas that we are not perfect or broken in 
actually become the trophies of God's grace that lead other people into the kingdom. That's crazy. And that's what we're living for. Authentic community. Outward focused life, authentic community, and living presence. Worship holds a special place in Sarah and I's heart, as you can imagine. And I wanted to read to you this verse from Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, which we typically read at Christmas time. And this is the prophet Isaiah quoted again here. And we talk about this in the context of waiting for Jesus to arrive in Advent. We'll normally bring this verse out Christmas Eve and talk about it once a year and then let it slide back into the, <laughs> the, the nooks and crannies of the Old Testament But I feel like there's an important piece here that we need to get, that worship of Jesus is expansive. Our worship is is meant to be expanding. And you'll see that procession here, also in Revelation 4 by tangent, but especially here as the prophet is speaking the words of God over Israel and over us today, I believe. For to us, a child is born... To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Here it comes. Of the greatness of his government and shalom, wholeness, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever and ever and ever and ever. It's expansive. The zeal, the, heart, the depth of heart and passion of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In Revelation 4, we're told of this endless, outside of time, eternal scene of worship that's going on right now, where right now elders are are taking off their crowns and laying them at the feet of Jesus, where, where, uh, where, where martyrs who have been slayed for the name of Jesus are bowing before Jesus right now, outside of time and space, where the angels are crying, holy is the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb to receive glory and power and honor and riches and fame. Like it's it's continuous. There it goes again. It's happening again, happening again. Outside of time, Jesus is receiving praise and it's expansive. And we are meant as the church to be a worshiping people expressing that picture in the present. Really what it is, is it's, 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 it's pooling the, the future reality of the kingdom of God into the present. We are called to be people who, who, who with all of our might, harness the future reality and bring it, usher it into the present reality so that it matches. We're to be practicing the presence of Jesus. And that is a scene of worship. Our worship is to be expansive. That we would open Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to what is possible when we sing out, when we live our lives in worship to say that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Outward focused life, authentic community, 
and living presence. That's who we are. That's who you are, Vineyard Cleveland. That's who we're meant to be.